This episode is brought to you by Graffiti Beauty and Barber, serving up the dopest cuts and colors in Southeast Idaho. Anytime I need a haircut, lineup, hair dye, whatever, you name it, I go to Graffiti Beauty and Barber. They take care of me and have been taking care of me for years. I recently dyed my hair and I am so in love with my hair. You guys need to check them out. The stylists there are great. The barbers are great. They offer all sorts of service and their customer service is top tier. So get a hold of them at 208-356-0044. That's 208-356-0044 or follow their social medias. Welcome back to Mesclo Moguls. It's your boy, the one with the scar in his face. Your boy, Scarface. And holy crap, we are in season two. Jesus. Uh, it's just going to be me today because uh, there, there were some people who wanted to hear my story about like where I came from, why I do what I do. I really don't like to talk about myself, but um, hopefully it'll motivate somebody and you know mo- motivate them to do what they love to do. So, I mean, let's just get into it, right? But for, first, before we get into that new merch, uh, new season two exclusive season two i was saving this little drop for today uh it's bad bunny it's a bad bunny inspired uh print uh go go over to scarfacevisuals.com from there you can go to the shop and shop the merch and those people who've been buying it thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you like i am extremely grateful uh you have no idea but go there buy it you know get some merch some cool stuff i got uh, the second collection is not going to drop for a few months. Uh, right now, we're you know putting that together. This one took a while to put together. People don't realize it. It cost a lot, cost me quite a bit of money to get it together, and then to release it. So, so those people who were asking me for free stuff, um, I had to pay a lot to get this collection dropped. So that's why I don't want to send anybody free stuff. You know, uh, so shout out to those people who bought the stuff. Anyways, let's get into it. So basically, Edgar, who is Edgar Cortez? He is uh, uh, Mexican-American. You know, I was born and raised here in Idaho Falls. Uh, My parents came over from Mexico as immigrants. My dad came first, and then he ended up bringing my mom. Um, Why they chose Idaho, I have no idea. But then eventually you find out that it was because my dad liked how peaceful it was here. You know, it was peaceful, not as busy as Cali, because I I think what what I remember my dad saying is, uh in cali it was super busy i mean those people know it's always busy so many people and he didn't really like that so he ended up coming to idaho and from then you know i remember growing up you know humble beginnings uh in a trailer with my 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 parents you know he was my dad he was hustling grinding working long shifts at the same job mind you for over like 30 years now and you know, he was working extremely hard to get his house. He's always been like, I, I think that's where I get a lot of my work ethic is uh, or drive is for my dad. Always like wanting to do better and get better. So we lived in the trailer for a few years and then eventually Gabby was going to be born. And from then he was like, I know he was working hard and hard and try to get to, to try to get his home, uh, the one he lives in now. And finally he was able to get it. Um, super proud of him, you know, and then he ended up fixing it up, whatever. But and that's where Gabby was born into. And then also Diego, uh, he's my youngest brother. And, you know, from there, it just, let's see, elementary. Uh, I'm trying to go, I don't want to give you, there's so much that happened in my life. I don't want to go into depth into everything. Eventually, I'll write a book and, you know, I might give you guys a few stories here and there from in this podcast, but I'm not going to let you guys know everything just because there's so much to go into and so much. So let's go into elementary, right? 
elementary, I'm a, I'm a kid. I, I remember one thing that my mom did tell me before I started kindergarten, actually. She said that some kids are going to treat you differently or some people will treat you differently just because the color of your skin. You know, it's kind of sad that you're one of your parents have to tell you that in the beginning, you know, growing up. That's it's, it's kind of uh, people don't that don't realize that or don't experience racism, don't know how much, you know, it takes a parent to tell, hey, you're going to be treated different because just because you're brown, you know. But I didn't, I didn't, I don't see race. I still don't see race. Like I remember growing up, we had like, I had white friends, uh, Mexican friends, uh, Chinese friends, you name it. Just not so much African-Americans because at that time when I was growing up, I don't think there was one in the school, uh, to be honest. But then eventually I would see him, but I didn't think anything of him. I would just thought, hey, like another, another person, another friend, you know? And so, uh, I remember growing up, hanging out with Spencer, shout out to Spencer. He's going to be on the podcast soon uh Moses uh shout out to Moses you know we grew up living in the same neighborhood ever since we were tiny little kids uh so I remember those days back in the day and yeah I just I I remember in in elementary that's where I got my hustling that's when I knew now thinking back that's when I knew I was a little hustler so like every Fridays right they would have uh I think it was Fridays Thursday or Friday they would have like popcorn and candy uh, days and you you would have to bring in money so after your lunch you they would sit outside and they would sell candy and popcorn and you know my parents gave me money every now and then you know um, we never missed a meal or anything like that you know but my parents didn't have the most money in the world but always had clothes always you know never missed a meal always had food on the table always had a roof overhead so you know extremely grateful for that now and uh, so they, they wouldn't always give us money. So I was like, you know, I, I want candy. And for those people that know, I love candy. Like candy is my thing. Uh, I On my cheat days, I eat a shit ton of candy and I need to stop because maybe eventually it'll lead to um, cavities. <laughs> um, we used to get these magazines in the mail. Uh, they were like highlights. And then there was all like, there was like these magic tricks in it or like different things in them. And there was also coloring books as well that had like different like magic tricks and things like that. So what I would do since I didn't like to or I wanted to get money to buy candy, I would cut them out and then go to school and sell them for like a dollar, 50 cents, 75 cents, you know, depending on the trick. Did they work? I don't know. But I was like selling my ass off. And that eventually led to Pokemon cards. I remember this one kid, he uh, he. He bought like a pack. You could buy him in packs and he got two of the same one. It was, I think his name was Diglett, like the, the Pokemon. And he, and I was like, hey, like you should let me have it. And then from, he was like, oh, okay. Cause it was like one of the worst Pokemons. It really didn't do anything. No, it wasn't a sought after card. We can say that. So from then on, we just uh, like, I went from having one card to like having almost 500 cards at one point and just trading. You know, just like, hey, I'll give you this one, you give me that one. Hey, you give me this, I'll give you these two, you give me that one. Like, uh, anytime people would get, like, double cards, I would purposely be like, hey, like, just let me have it. You know, um, that's, uh, you don't need it. You don't need two. Plus, they suck. So, sometimes I would have, like, three or four of the same, like, shitty one. But I would, like, end up getting, like, one here, one there. Then all of a sudden, I'm trading, like, four Pokemons to get one really good Pokemon. So, you know, slowly I was building stuff up like that and, you know, that's where my hustling came from, you know? So then there we get into middle school, you know, uh, like I said, I'm completely skipping a lot of stories here just because I don't want to make this at a two hour podcast. Uh, we don't need to know all the details, you know? And then 
middle school started. And then that's when you really start to care about your image, uh, what you look like, how you look like, how you dress and things like that. And I remember I, since I have a cleft palate, you know, uh, I would always my face was a little deformed. You can say, you know, my nose wasn't right. My uh, I was overweight. You know, uh, I just was really self-conscious about myself. So and then I would always get picked on. I, I remember this kid, he would always pick on me. He would always try to beat me up and things like that. It was it was a. It was a tough time during those times, you know, um, I really don't want to get into that, all that, you know, but it was really emotional, uh, you know, mentally and physically. Um, but I was able to get past that. I know in seventh or eighth grade, it was one of those two years. I remember, um, I, uh, I started hanging out with, you know, with Moses and all them, but they would dress different and they were more on the, you know, like the Chicano looking style. So I would dress like that just because I wanted to fit in with them and be protected by them. You know what I mean? Like, so these other kids would stop bugging me. Uh, I would start dressing like, even though I didn't like to, I didn't like to dress like that. I remember I was more of a, um, you know, I like to do whatever I want. And like, I would hang out with a uh, Curtin Andrew, shout out to Curtin Andrew. We'd go over to their house, listen to rock music, like Slipknot. I'm all looking like a cholo hanging out with them, you know, and, or going with Moses and hanging out with them. And, you know, I, I never, that, that way I used to dress, I never liked it, but I felt comfortable, you know, especially I was surrounded by the other Hispanics just because they were, I was getting made fun of to, for being Hispanic, not just that being like my face was a little deformed and I was overweight. So, uh, that really didn't happen when I was surrounded with a group of friends like that. And, um, and then that's when I had my surgery too. I remember I had my surgery, uh, again, seventh or eighth grade, I can't remember, and this was a a pretty, it was a long surgery. It was a, uh, you know, some things happened during the surgery that, you know, uh, like I said, if you want to talk to me about what happened during the surgery, some people know, some people don't know. Um, but long story short, I ended up getting my, my face somewhat, fi- my nose fixed. They, they did a bone graft. They took a bone out of my mouth or my hip and put it in my mouth. And yeah, that was, I think, I think they did a few more things. They did some other things in my in my mouth. They reconstructed some parts just because a cleft palate leaves your nose, lip area really messed up. So there was that. And like I said, if those people who know me know what happened during the whole surgery. Uh, you know, that's something later on. I'll, like I said, I'll write in a book or something. But that gave me a boost of confidence because that was, I remember I was going to go to Bonneville from there, you know, and at first, I wasn't playing, planning on playing football, but uh, shout out to the coach. I think, it, or not the coach, he was the principal. It was Mr. Hughes or Mr. Hug. I can't remember. Uh, one of the girls would always call him Mr. Hugs, uh, like wanted to hug him or something like that. I can't remember. But he, he was the one that got us to start playing football. I remember he got me and Moses to start playing. And uh, I, I had played football throughout middle school too as well too, but I was always heavier. I was always heavier. I had to play line. I hated. I hated how they put an X on your on your helmet, and made you like. It was kind of like showing everybody else, hey, this dude is fat as hell, and he has to play line, you know. And I hated that. Always, every time we ran laps, I was in last place. So the playing freshman, I was like, I was still in last place, but I was like, you know what? This is gonna change. I don't like this. I don't like being the last. I don't like the whole team waiting for me, like clapping at the end, trying to motivate. It didn't motivate me. It was almost, I almost felt like it was like, hurry up. You're, you're fat, hurry up. 
So I was like, by the end of the season, I'm going to be in the front. And that's exactly what happened by the end of the season. I was like top five, if not, you know, close to not every time I was top five. Sometimes you're more tired than other days. But I made it be known I was in the front, never in the back. And that helped me lose a bunch bunch of weight. So that brought a whole, you know, whole new confidence, you know. Uh, And then uh, I ended up starting to dress differently the way I wanted to. You know, I got backlash from that. But luckily enough, I I met Julio. Uh, shout out to Julio. Uh, I met him during that time, and he he was he went to a complete different school. So it, it was pretty funny how that worked out. It was a complete different school, and we were able to you know become friends, like really good friends to this day. Like we're best friends. Uh, we met each other when we were fifteen at a church basketball tournament, and currently I'm thirty two. He's about to be thirty three, uh, and you know this was, to, and we're still really good friends. So you, know, I mean, you do the math. Shout out to Lily. I always, I always had her with the math. So uh, after that, I, I went to, uh, uh, we went through high school. Of course, there's like a whole bunch of shit that happened during high school as well, too. But like I said, I'm not trying to make this podcast super long. I'm trying to make it like at least 30, 45 minutes. So after, after that, let's see, let's get into, so after graduating high school, you know, I wish I would have tried it harder in high school. That's for sure. For those in high school, you know, try your hardest, uh, get the best grades you can. That way you have to go, when you go to college, it's all paid for. You don't have to, you know, pay it at your own pocket like I do. After high school, I ended up going to, or enrolling into college for a little bit, but I was too focused on partying. I was, uh, especially I was able to get access to a fake ID, which was my older brother's, you know. Uh, it was funny, he let me use it one time, but then I said I lost it and I never gave it back, but I continued to use it and I never got caught with it. Uh, I almost did one time. I remember I was, uh, we had gone to this bar, right? And uh, uh, I go and, you know, give him my ID like normal. And he's like, this guy's already in here. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm right here. He's like, I know this guy and he's inside already. And I didn't know what to do. And I was like, shit, I took the ID and walked out. Uh, but I stop going there with the ID. Um, Luis probably doesn't know that I kept the ID and I kept using it. Who knows? Uh, if he listens to this, you know, yeah, I, I lied to you and I kept it. Um, but, uh, I I was too focused on partying, you know, partying. I remember we would party with, uh, what's his name? Carlos, Ramon, Victor, you name it. Um, uh, there was Adrian, there was Chucho, Chug, you know, I'm trying to shout out everybody that I can remember off the top of my head, Omar. And, you know, and, so I wasn't really focused on partying or not partying, but school. So I ended up just dropping out, especially because I was failing my classes. So I ended up just dropping out. And from then, that's when I met, you know, of course we did it. There was a bunch of shit going on during the whole parties. You know, there's no story right now that comes to the top of my head that I want to share with you guys. But um, that's when I met my ex. Uh, for those that know me, know who that is at that time. I remember she was a few years older than me. And, you know, it was, uh, I think she was, I think she's like three years older than me, but like I said, that's a whole another, uh, thing that, you know, doesn't need to be said or talked about on this podcast. Maybe later on, I'll explain what happened through that whole relationship, but we were together from like almost eight years. Right. Then after that, you know, of course it didn't work out. We went our separate ways and some other stuff happened, but that's when I ended up going back to work at Challenger. It's over where my dad 
works and currently still works you know he's one of the hardest working guys i know like he'd be like he's been sick he's been like diabetic cancer you name it and he's never takes days off he's always working um you know so that's something that i'm really appreciative of him that he i feel like he passed it to me so um so after after the whole like when i left my ex or like we separated uh that's when i went through a whole like big depression state right i went through a huge i, I wouldn't leave the house i was i was hurt i was i, I just didn't want to go out right i would go to work and come home and just lock myself in the room so i had to figure something out right like i had to figure out because the the shit that was going through all in my head at home was you know stuff that normal people don't think about right and so I was like I gotta get myself out of this I need to get I almost felt like I had a dark shadow over me right I would always have the lights off always like just sit there by myself so I I just started working out you know I started working out hard I started dieting I started um you know I was mainly working out not to just to look good of course you'll look good you'll from all the working out all the dedication you'll start to look good you'll start to feel good but for me it was more I uh it was helping me get through this whole depression state, right? And then just one day, it was weird. It's just one day, it just clicked. Like, I was a whole different person. Like, a whole motivated to do a bunch of shit. Like, but it took some time. and it, it didn't happen overnight, you know? There was, I think, maybe like a year, maybe two, that I was just like sitting there st- going through a funk. Uh, and, yeah, after that, like, like I said, it just clicked. And right after it clicked, I remember at that time, that's when I asked for uh, a raise at my old job at Challenger. And they told me no. And like, it's, it's funny how like it all falls into to place together. They told me no, but instead of me being like, oh, all right, whatever. I was like, no, I don't plan on being here forever. I don't plan on um, being here my entire life. I need to, I don't want to complain. Complain's not going to get me anywhere. I need to change my situation. And in order to change my situation, I had to like make the necessary steps in order to change that. So I, for some, I, I was already making these videos, these YouTube videos, and for some reason I was like, I'm gonna bring up the quality. I'm gonna, you know, do this, 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 and that. So I'm gonna go, you know, invest in a camera. So I bought a camera, bought a camera, mic, you name it, like a bunch of other stuff. Did I know how to use it? Hell no. Did I know what I was gonna do with my life? Hell no. But I was, for some reason, I wanted to buy a camera, so I bought it, and then. Then it led into me researching like YouTube videos, like how to use it, like this, that, how to do this, how to do that. And I was like, I should go back to school for this. And because I had, I was having a lot of fun, you know, I was having a lot of fun doing it. And so I ended up, uh, shout out to B, you know, uh, she helped me enroll back in school and shout out to uh, uh, David. David was a, a big, 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 big influence on me going back to school. I remember when I brought it up to him, he was, uh, and just seeing him going to school, it really motivated me to go back. And I ended up going back when I was like 28, turning 29. I'm 32 right now, by the way. And uh, it's it's funny because I was talking about school earlier this month, because I had gone back in December, right? I signed up in December to go back in January. And in December, I got a notification, you know, the memories on Facebook, it was saying, hey, uh, you're like, it, it talked about how I was like, oh, I'm going to embark this new journey, right? Like, and it was going to school, like I was thanking David for motivating. 
And then flash forward a few years, I'm in my last semester or close to. And like, I'm going to graduate this year. And you're like, holy shit. Like this whole time I could have been like those people who just complain and not do anything. Or I actually get something done, you know, and I felt really accomplished that I had in those years I had almost completed school. You know, it, it was it just the weirdest feeling ever in the world. So, um, you know, and during this time, I developed my craft. So we'll go back to before school, right? So I'm thinking, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be so intimidated. Like, these people are going to know way know, know way more than me in, like, uh, photo editing, how to take pictures, like this, this, and that. And mind you, I still had to take most of my general, so I was in those. But at the same time, I was researching YouTube videos like crazy how to use this, how to do that, how to do this, because I didn't want to go into the classes not knowing what the hell I was doing. I didn't want to be that guy like, oh, I don't know how to do that. Oh, I don't know how to do that. I was like, nah, I'm going to figure this out. So when I go, I'm up there with these guys. I researched so much stuff that when I got to, it's funny, my advanced photography class, the, the things he was teaching to them was like new stuff and I was like this is like some of the most basic stuff ever why am I learning this this is not advanced for me but mind you I spent hours and hours and hours and days and weeks watching videos learning 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 to the point where like I was teaching I taught myself Melissa of course I learned some things from them because you don't know everything I learned some things from you know the professors and and whatnot but it made me realize, I was like, holy shit, I learned, a, like, when you actually committed to do something, you will find a way to do it. And during this time, uh, I ended up, uh, shout out to Leo, you know, he he ended up getting me a, uh, he offered me a job over at uh, Tops Knives. Uh, that's where I currently have, a, you know, full time. Doing the same thing that I do now, like with my company, photo, video, uh, podcasts, you name any sort of media stuff, um, I do it over there. And it, it's, it's funny because, like, it all led, like for me, I'm grateful, extremely grateful that my old job t- pretty much told me to fuck off and didn't give me a raise. I mean, who knows? I- I'd probably still be there. You never know like w- w- what would happen. Uh, I like how uh, Dallin said to us uh, from Social Hustle, he was on the podcast here recently. He- his episode should be coming out next week. Uh, he was saying that, you know, we all get presented with these uh you know, these opportunities, these golden nuggets every so often, you know, and sometimes we don't even see them. And to me, I feel like that was an opportunity for me to, uh, and to give me that push to do something different. You know, if they want to get, if they would have given me a raise, I probably would have took it. And who knows, I'd probably still be there. But since they didn't, uh, it essentially gave me the push that I needed to, to move on to other bigger and better things, which led to a whole ass company, me getting, uh, put on full time at top knives for their media and then, you know, having this podcast, you know, blow up. Who knows? It may have never happened. So uh, that's why, like, I always t- preach people, if you guys love to do something, I didn't know I was going to love this, but I love shoes and I love I love doing the videos for, for Ross, but that led this way. Just because you originally choose, like, say I wanted to do the, you know, the Ross stuff. I thought that I was going to do that forever, but then that led to photography, videography, graphics and this podcast the company you know like it led down a whole different path than i had originally thought so you never know i just tell people you know follow what you want to do and just anything you have a passion for Uh, i know troy mentions it a lot you know um if you have a passion for something you know like follow work hard at that passion you know 
work to to perfect it uh because the the more you run towards money the 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 faster the money runs away from you so if you work perfect your craft uh you know get better especially if you're extremely passionate for it then you know the money will come and that's exactly what happened at first i wasn't charging you know i was doing everything i was still learning and then you know eventually the money came and which has been great but you know what i mean that that's just like a little brief uh, a little brief whatever you want to call it from from then until now of course we all have our ups and downs you know uh i i didn't tell you guys about a lot of things you you know what i mean like there's a there's a whole plethora if you will of stuff that i did not get into like for example uh uh, this one was pretty funny you know i'll let you guys know about this one is uh we is about my whole porn video thing you know uh, a lot of people a lot of you guys know what happened then but i'll explain to you that way you get it from the source so you know, this was like maybe a year ago or i don't know i can't remember exact dates but at, at the time i was talking to a girl right and we had barely been talking everything was going good and then like uh this other girl hits me up and this girl where she came comes into play was before that uh, like a year before that, I started talking to this other girl. We had met, you know, and she was from Salt Lake. I was from here. And then, you know, we exchanged numbers. We were talking. And then finally we met up, right? We met up in Pocatello. Uh, I told her to meet me halfway. It wasn't really halfway for us, but I was like, oh, let's meet halfway um, Pocatello. And she, she was down with it. So, you know, I only had to drive 45 minutes. She drove still like two hours and 30 minutes. Anyways. She was, you know, she came, we met up in Pocatello, I had gotten a hotel room, and, you know, one thing led to another, and we were having fun, right, and then out of nowhere, she was like, hey, you should record us, and I was, I was lit, I was turned up, and I was like, all right, and she just gave me a phone, me not thinking anything of it, you know what I mean, like, I didn't think anything of it, she gave me the phone, and I started recording uh, her and I, um, you know, it was from like my point of view, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know if you guys want ex- me to explain that, but let's just say it was from my point of view. And <laughs> so it, I didn't think anything of it. You know, she was actually kind of crazy afterwards and I completely forgot about this video. She was crazy. Uh, I stopped messaging her, uh, you know, she, then eventually just, it just stopped. You know, I, I just ghosted her pretty much. So I ghosted her and then eventually that like I didn't think anything of it right um and then I started talking to this other girl right so what happened was out of nowhere some profile added me off of Facebook right uh it was a weird name I I went to it no friends uh I was like I don't know this person plus it's a weird name so I didn't pay much attention I actually declined the the friend request and then I got a message request from that this person and then it started going off acting like this person knew me. I'm like, what, who is this? And then she sent me a little clip of the video. And, you know, you know, when you get those like gut feelings, when your stomach just drops, I was like, fuck, I completely forgot about this. And the only reason you can tell is because it's my tattoo on my forearm. It's a lion. It's a robotic lion. Not, not many people have a robotic lion on their forearm. And yeah, you could see a little bit of it. Uh, for those that know me or follow me on social media, you'll be able to see the tattoo on my forearm. And it's a robotic lion. 
and I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, who is this? You know, like, and then I ended up finding out it was her and she basically wanted money, money, or she was going to tell the girl that I was talking to with at the time that, uh, I was cheating on her, you know, and at, at, at the time I, I liked this girl and I didn't want it to end that way. You know what I mean? And like, cause if I wasn't talking to this girl, I don't give a fuck. She can put this video out. I don't care. But she ended up like kept telling me she's going to tell her that I'm cheating. Like how, how is she going to tell that it's not like wasn't recent? Like, so she wanted money, this, this and that and whatever. My dumbass, just because I, I was into this girl, my dumbass goes and pays this bitch, you know, like, uh, the reason I call her a bitch is because she's like extorting me pretty much. So I went and paid her and then I went through her phone. I made sure I deleted it. Like this, this, and that. I told her that, that this was it. Like I'm I'm not going to be, uh, you know, me, I was just trying to save that other situation that I had going on. And now I'm like, fuck, I wish I wouldn't have spent that money. But you know what I mean? Life lessons. And so she left me alone, right? And then mind you, I ended up... You, this other girl, we ended up not even working out, you know what I mean? And then she messaged me again after, uh, the girl that I was talking to at that time, uh, we had split and parted ways. She messaged me again and she was like, uh, that she was going to release it again to her, like send it to her. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like I told you, like if it wasn't for, for that situation, I wouldn't have never gave you the money. So she was like, oh, I'm going to send it to your friends and family, and then everyone's going to see it, and I'm like, I'm not giving you no more money, plus I don't even think you have the video, because you just sent me a screenshot, and so I went to Facebook, if you go back to my Facebook, uh, I can't remember what year it was, but I, I made a long post about it saying like, hey, I'm sorry if this girl sends you a, a video of me, like, uh, you know, I was dumb at the time, I let her, you know, we recorded each other, and you know, yada, yada, right, and it was funny because like I posted that and I'm pretty sure she saw it. She's like, I'm still going to release it. And I'm like, you know what? Kim Kardashian got famous off of a, a porn video. I'm like, who knows? This this could be my Kim Kardashian moment. And, you know, I was ready. I, I actually thought she was going to send it to some people, but nobody en ever ended up messaging me saying, hey, I got this video or send it to me. I did get a lot of girls asking for the video. <laughs> They're like, oh, that's so funny. You should send it to me, though. I'm like, girl, I don't even have it. Uh, or I probably wouldn't. No, I'm just joking. I wouldn't, I wouldn't further spread that. Uh, I would have got it, and I would just deleted it. That way it didn't come back to haunt me. And it shouldn't either because now it's written on my Facebook. The only way that could be removed is if I go and delete it. So it's on my Facebook. If you scroll back, I don't even know how long. It's it's on there. And uh, so, like I said, we all go through drama. We all go through ups and downs. You know, I got plenty of other stories of things that happened to me. And, I mean, eventually maybe I'll write a book about it or, you know, sit down and um, just lay it all out. But mainly what I want to do is show people who are looking to do things, you know, don't let anything stop you. Don't let a, a job, a girl or whatever. If somebody's holding you down, make sure you just get up and keep moving, keep grinding. Uh, because at the end of the day, there's not many people that will follow their dreams or take that risk to do something they want to do. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. Um, not even close. There's, I have goals that are if I would tell people, they would think I'm crazy. And some people who actually know that I'm crazy are like, yeah, he's going to do it because um, I have that drive. I have that motivation. I have that 
uh, determination to, to get things done. So, you know, and that's what I want people to see. That's when, when people hang out with me, I want them to get motivated to want to do something, want to get up and hustle. Um, that's why I rarely post um, just dumb shit that I do. I, don't, I really don't like to go out. I'll go out every now and then, but I'm more like, let's hustle, let's grind, let's build something. You know, that's why I love surrounding myself with people, uh, for example, like Troy and Brandy and Weech and, and people like that. Because uh, even though Troy and Brandy never really signed up to be a mentor, like anytime they speak game to me, you know, I, I listen to them. So like that's another piece of advice for some people, you know, find a mentor. Don't go and ask somebody to be a mentor. Just somebody that's there's always people willing to help you know, spit knowledge, but they won't spit it to everybody because say you say it to somebody and they just go one in, in one ear and out the other, you know, but I'm, I'm more, I'm a sponge. That's what you need to be. You need to be a sponge. You need to be constantly learning uh, because I'm always taking in information. I'm always learning. I'm always wanting to grow and be better. And that's what I want people to do. You know, that's why I really preach that. I really preach reading. Um, you know, I really preach, you know, hustling, grinding, uh, be, because I don't know what it is about me. Like, I just want to grind. I just want to work. Uh, I just want to build stuff. It, like, building stuff from nothing. Uh, it's, it, it, it's weird how, like, if if you really want something and you're determined to get it, like, it'll happen. You know, just put in that work. That's all you need to do is put in that work. Uh, it's not going to come overnight. Uh, and... As you can see, like the the guests that we've had on here, it didn't happen overnight. Like there isn't one guest that has been on my podcast that said it happened overnight. You know what I mean? Like it, it's they all have a story then. And that's why people really have been drawn to the podcast. And because everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. Nothing has ever been uh, accomplished overnight. You know, like to build a business, to grow something, to especially when you grow something from nothing, just from an, an idea. You know, like I wanted to do this podcast. It all began with an idea. And then all out of nowhere, it's starting to grow a, a life of its own. It's a, a, you know, people were asking clothes for clothes, merch, uh, which I just released on Friday. I think it was I released it early on Thursday, to, you know, just like a surprise job. But it's available now. And then today, uh, season Season two, uh, I made a special little little um, T-shirt, you can say, to drop. You know, I, I, I should be releasing a little teaser here pretty soon. Uh, I'm talking about Sunday, but it should be released on, on Monday morning. But, like, things like that, you, you, you never expected things to grow. I mean, the, the goal is, like, whatever idea that you do have, you want it to grow into something big, something, like... Uh, where it's going to maintain itself, where it's going to be its own little entity. But when it actually starts happening, it's if it feels surreal. It, feel, it doesn't feel like real, you know what I mean? And sometimes I get that, I forgot what they call it, like the why me syndrome or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I'm like, damn, like, should I even be here? Should I even like, is this, am I even doing it right? Are you people even liking it? And then that's, but that's all I get is like messages with people like, oh, I love what you're doing. You should get this person. You should get this person, you know, have this person as a guest, share this person's story, you know. And then they, people kept asking for mine, which I don't know. Like, like I said, I don't like talking about myself. That's why I'm not getting so far into like detail, a lot of the stuff that I've been through just because, you know, eventually, like I said, eventually I'll get to those things. But what I want you guys to take away from this podcast is if there's something that you want to do, you know, go out and do it. 
no matter what it is yeah do it for free do it like learn practice grow at it and then eventually the money comes just like it's it's funny when people tell you stuff because it's true you just at the time don't want to listen to it or you think it's not true or you just don't want to put in the work like troy mentions all the time you know just work you know find something you're passionate at you know perfect that craft perfect that passion get good at that passion and then don't chase the money because that money will run as soon as you chase it because you'll sacrifice quality you'll sacrifice uh you know a lot of things just to get that money but if you focus just on your passion your craft whatever it is the money will come because they'll want what you focus so hard on so i mean take that uh and then i think i'll just end it you know with how I got my name a lot of people ask how where did you get the name Scarface so growing up like I said I had a cleft palate I had a scar on my face because uh, you know my upper lip it was I was born with it open and they had to sew it and whatnot so grow, growing up I thought it was normal but then as soon as I started getting bullied about it made fun of see like see these are some of the things that I went through that I, I didn't even talk about because you know eventually I'll get you know talk about all this stuff you know I didn't talk about the time I, I bullied somebody just because I was hurting inside, you know, and like I said, later on, we'll get into that. But so I was always self-conscious growing up about it. I would always feel like people were staring at it uh, or were making fun of me because of it. So anytime I spoke to someone, I would put my hand almost in front of my face or in my mouth, almost like if I was playing with my beard. And I would always do that. I would always get nervous, like stare at people. I felt like they were staring at me, like at my scar. So I I was always self-conscious about it. But then just one day I was like, why am I so self-conscious about something that I'm not going to be able to get rid of? It's going to be there for the rest of my life. Am I going to be self-conscious about it the rest of my life? And no. You know, just like when people say, you know, uh, oh, like, this is wrong with me that's wrong with me no like you're beautiful in your own way we all are beautiful in our own way you know especially when you there's things you can't change about yourself you know you have to be able to embrace that and the moment that you do embrace it you unlock a whole nother level of confidence of self-determination motivation self-discipline because your mindset is different and then then that's where your boy with the scar on his face got his name, Scarface.